three, two. Oh, we're just going on the run here. Yeah. Okay. Flying by the seat of our pants. Okay. Yeah, this would be an awful time if one of us just start. <coughs> <coughs> yeah, I actually. <don't> <coughs> you actually had to make me cough. <coughs> <coughs> okay, we're good. Big sneeze. I can't. I don't. Can't. You know I'm gonna have to cut that. Big sneeze. What? No. <laughs> How was your week, Ted? Um, I don't know. I can't remember when we recorded. <laughs> last, so last week, I, yeah, but Wednesday, the day, oh, it was what? No, Thursday last week, I think. No, oh. it was like Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Whatever, it was a week ago. It, I guess it was a week ago. I don't remember what happened during the week. Um, what did I do? Oh, Tristan came over. Oh yeah, you met bus Tristan. Guy. I met I met the bus guy. Yeah, and he said he thought about bringing me napalm. Yes, and I'm upset he didn't. <laughs> so Tristan, if you're listening to this, I'm upset. Except you, I'm not really. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't expecting napalm, <laughs> so that would have been a huge plus. Yeah, we got to hang hang out with him for a bit. Yep, that was and good. And that's a bit, that that is the highlight of the week. So cool. Um, do you notice anything different about me? Uh, no. <laughs> for the sake of the podcast, no. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, because you're not nobody can see except for Chad, uh, I got new glasses today, actually. And the only reason why I want to highlight this, first of all, I want to tell the story about what happened to my glasses, because I can't remember if I told it last week. What? But I don't think I did, because it happened before after that. Yeah. Um, I got up one morning, and Shauna went and got Cohen, our son, and he came into the bedroom, and he grabbed my glasses, and Shauna took them away, so she put them up on the dresser, and then like three seconds later... I hear snap. He had ran over to the dresser, grabbed the glasses, and broke the le- the arm right. Up. What is okay? What is that called? Is it? I guess arm? it's an arm. Yeah, it's an arm. Know. Okay, branch. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a branch. Um, anyway, broke the arm off my glasses. So I've been struggling for like a week with glasses that are barely staying on my face. I like the story of how you fix them more than. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna use a, a glue gun to just. Glue, hot glue it all together so it at least would hold and then tape it but I don't have any hot glue all I had was wood glue <laughs> so I wood glued it which this is the only wood glue that doesn't work with metal I read after oh. <laughs> all the other ones are used like metal wood aluminum they're all interchangeable but uh, this one wasn't and then I also mm. used leftover crafters glue that Shauna had <laughs> and that didn't really work very well so and then I taped it all up and so it hasn't been a great hasn't been a great week with glasses. So I finally got them today. Okay. So I show up and I am I bought them from Costco, and I show up and the lady is like, okay, yeah, I'll find your glasses. She pulls them out. I put them on my face and I'm like, first of all, it makes me go like super cross-eyed. I first put them on. I'm like, I'm like couldn't keep my eyes straight because of the prescription kept, of the lens or just know. because of the shape of the glasses. I wasn't sure shape. I, I wasn't sure because they do measure like your yeah. eye distance to put your focus on yeah. your lens. But anyway, so I'm like, oh, geez, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll get used to it. I'm not going to tell them I have a problem now. So anyways, I walk out and I'm like stumbling through the parking lot because <laughs> like eyes are crossing over as I'm trying to drive and walk and everything. Anyway, um, I've had a headache most of the day. I picked them up around like two o'clock, something like that. And so since then I've had a headache, which I normally do anyway, so it doesn't bother me too much. But it was just like an eye strain headache. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, anyway, it's getting better. Like the hard part was uh, 
like if I look, I'm look, like driving and I look down at my dash, it takes like two seconds for my eyes to adjust and it's like painful. <laughs> it's not that bad, but I'm exaggerating. But anyway, it's uh, new glasses are not fun for the first six hours. But then after that, I'm getting better. So, okay. but uh, yeah. You should have just put up with the electrical tape and wood glue. I literally couldn't. I've, I, I they I, were staying on your head pretty well for the, <laughs> the few times I saw you since that happened. Yeah, at youth group last night, I went to kick a ball and my glasses flung off and I kicked my glasses. <laughs> so <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, you did. Um, so yeah, no, but I'm super happy I got them. But uh, I forgot because I've only ever had one new pair of glasses before. Right. I've had those one old ones for six years, and I updated my prescription too, so like oh, okay. I can actually see much better. Which is great. But yeah, I got new glasses, and they're kind of fun. Interesting. Painful at first, but fun. When did you get your glasses? What? When did you get those glasses? Uh, I guess it'll be it'll be two years in the summer. Okay. So. Do you always wear glasses? Have you? No. Just recently? Yeah. Far sight or near? Like, like it... You they need help them to see far. Yeah, they need. I they help me see far away. Yeah, so. I'm the same way. I I'd rather it that way any day because mm-hmm. it's the close up that I really glad I have. Yeah. So like at night I'm reading or. That's right. Um, I'm not looking forward to the day if I ever transition to like progressive or. Bifocals. Bifocals or whatever, that would be nice. Yeah. Always looking up, looking down. And, <laughs> anyway, that's the mark of age. Bifocals. Although, there's lots of young people who have them, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listening to any good books lately? Uh, what am I? I'm listening to The Lost World by Jurassic, by Michael Crichton. It's a Jurassic okay. Park book. Uh, is it based off the same stories? Or is it the, it's the a new se- one? It's a sequel to Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Um, but I just bought... Uh, Bonhoeffer, a uh, book by Eric Metaxas, and I, it's, I haven't even downloaded it yet, but I'm very curious to read it, because, is it, it's biographical, is it? You've read it, yeah. right? Yeah, it's, um, it's a, a history book as much as anything, Okay. but very specific to Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, it's, in print, it's like 600 pages. Something like it's that. It's quite a long book. Yeah. I think it's like 22 hours or something yeah. like that. So. Um, I don't know how it's going to go audio. It, does he read it? No. no. No, he doesn't. No. It's too bad because I like Eric's voice. He has a good podcast. Uh, I've heard him on Phil Vischer's podcast. Right. That's yeah, I, right. He yeah. used to write for Veg Tales. Eric yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of his first jobs. You know, he jokes about how proud he is of that. <laughs> Except <Wait>. he's not. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, but, yeah, so you've read the book, and my friend Jay has read the book, and he says it's, like, one of his favorite books. Oh, yeah. Of all time. Top ten, for sure. Yeah. Probably top two. And it's, so what makes it so good? Well, the fact that this, like, first of all, Eric's writing is incredible. Like, he makes you, makes it seem like he's, uh, Dietrich is like an uncle you know. Like, oh, okay. like yeah. you just you just know him by the end of the book. Um, he is really accurately recording history of like early, specifically the early thirties, 
before Hitler's rise, right. and then up until Dietrich died, which was like really soon after Hitler died. Sean oh, okay. So, and I won't spoil anything, but <laughs> I mean, it's a real life story, but it, uh, anyway, it's, it's quite a sad ending, but uh, really powerful writing, really powerful um, uh, just testimony of what God can do in someone's life. Um, he became super influenced by actually the black church in America at one point. Uh, okay. Like he goes there. So he's from Germany and they're very, you know, strict, kind of like w- what we would see, uh, uh, like a Japanese family today, like very, you gotta uh, be good on your grades and you yeah. gotta like very, cause his, his father was from, I could be remembering this incorrectly, but his father's a psychiatrist and, or like an psychologist, educated. but an educator. He's yeah. a he's a university professor, I think. Um, but like an educated person. Yes, yeah. and I believe his mother was even uh, educated or taught school or something like that. Anyway, uh, and then his brothers were like professors, and they're all fairly famous, like for oh, okay. their writings, very well known. Uh, and so Dietrich decided to go into ministry, and so he. But he goes in like, he, I think he got his. PhD in theology like before 20 like he's oh, su- like he's young geez. like really really smart or like really soon after yeah so he was coming out uh, with a theology degree and but it's just so fascinating like the parts where he um, starts a private school where he literally disciples like five or six men huh. like they they buy a house like in the middle of nowhere because he couldn't teach anymore and there comes a point where Hitler made it um basically impossible for Christians to have private proper schools because he needed them to be influenced by the government um, so they, so they basically created private ones illegally um, <clears throat> and just like how he'd mentor them he'd get them up in the morning they'd do a devotion together and they'd like it was and it wasn't even an accredited program because it was just a private like mm-hmm. it was just purely a spiritual uh, leadership and mentorship uh, system that he had going but anyway that part's fascinating um, but anyway he's becomes fascinated with America he comes over to America and he's he is used to this rigid lifestyle and then he sees the the black church in like dire times and they're just like praising God and happy and singing and like just right. just so energetic about the gospel and and he's like I don't understand like they have it right and he's like they got it they know what they're like he was just fascinated um and so, like, that changed him. But then he ended up, it sounds like I'm spoiling a lot, but there's so much to his story. Like, I'm not telling you even half of it. Well, I know, but mo- yeah, I know, like, the key points of the story yeah. of, yeah. But uh, anyway, he ends up coming, because he was safe in America. He was being kind of headhunted, and he was safe in America, and he ended up going back to Germany. Oh, uh, okay. So, um, to basically take out Hitler, or do what he could to save people. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he, yeah, it's just a fascinating book. I would say the only book, the only biography that I would say is better than that one, if it even is, is the Louis Zamperini story, it's the Unbroken. It's oh, a book okay, and a yeah. Movie. Angelina uh, Jolie did yeah. the directed the movie. Yeah. Um, but they left out all the Christian parts. <laughs> oh, did they? But yeah, yeah which yeah. that's kind of like his main story, but. Um, anyway, um, I would say those two are the, in my opinion, one of two of the greatest Christian biographies of that time period. Interesting. Incredible. 
Um, not that I've read that many, but those two are just so good that I can't imagine. And I, I'm going to get the audio of Bonhoeffer soon and probably listen to it to, as well. But I've got quite a collection of audiobooks right now, though. I I didn't realize how big mine was. I have like nearly sixty audiobooks. Oh wow! Uh, and I keep I end up like just listening to Harry Potter over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so that is good. Uh, Jim Dale. Yeah. Is that the, uh, the yes. reader? Yeah. yeah. He he's so good. He is. I I forget that I'm only listening to one person. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's fascinating. Um, I have probably 60 books, but that would be in combination with my Christian Audio account. Oh, okay. Because they have t- uh, two or three times a year, they do a, all, any book for $7.50. Right. And it's like, I stock up on books. Yeah. So my latest one, actually, I got is a book I've already read before, but I got, it's called Tactics. It's uh, Greg Kokel. He's, uh, he does a radio program called Stand to Reason. He's got a ministry that is like the apologetic side of things, defending Christianity. And uh, he, this book is actually unique. Um, I'm surprised he didn't just read it, but instead he has a seven-part lecture series. That's the audiobook. Okay. Which is kind of weird, but like it follows right alongside the book, so it wouldn't matter if you're if he was reading the book or whatever. Uh, but I was surprised to see it that way, but hmm. it was actually pretty good. Uh, I have like six minutes left. <laughs> so it's only like six hours. But basically, it uh, teaches you to learn, uh, teaches you to control a conversation, um, so a you don't look foolish, not for your own good, but like you know how a Christian could sometimes go into a conversation confident, and then with the when you come up across someone who's smarter than you, it's like yeah, you're done. Like it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. If someone's smarter than you, you have no place to. <clears throat> you have no way to control the conversation and uh but he kind of goes through techniques and methods and the simplest one is just what he calls the colombo tactic okay uh colombo have you ever seen the show um it's, i think it's just called colombo i know what you're talking about but i've um, never seen it yeah it's a detective show yeah. kind of like uh, murder she wrote but as a man anyway he's famous for asking questions a lot and so his tactics are basically get people to ask questions to get them to explain their full point of view before you comment on it. And also, um, you know, be careful, control the who has the burden of proof. So don't make too many statements. So let them make mm-hmm. statements so then you can uh, put it back on them. Anyway, there's a lot to it, but it's, it's really good. Um, anyway, that's where I'm at with all your books. Interesting. And you're about to start Bonhoeffer. Yeah. Yeah, well, I actually have, I have five books on my phone right now that I'm all partially through them so but, yeah if i was you i would have to finish those up yeah before i start a big one yeah that's what i'm like so. <clears throat> there's only one book i've actually stopped and not listened to the rest the great gatsby i have quite a few that i have that i've done that with actually oh really yeah, yeah. not quite a few like maybe like three or four but. i find once i start into it i just gotta finish it and be done with it mm-hmm. Um, but The Great Gatsby, I just wasn't into it all. I'm sure it's a good book, but not yeah. really my thing. Hmm. Yeah. So, where are we going from here? <laughs> well, um, there's a couple things we can move on to. Okay. But I think it's probably a good spot to start talking about feedback for okay. the podcast. Okay. So, 
we're ga- we're we're gaining a little bit of following with this podcast somehow. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> and so we're soon going to get some proper audio equipment. I'm working on that. Okay. Um, so at least we can record better audio, which will go a long ways. But we'd like to start interacting with the listeners a little bit more. So if you listen to the podcast, um, I'm, I'm basically we're looking to see if, if people have any questions or comments, things they want us to talk about, things they don't want us to talk about. <laughs> um, you know, if, if there's any guests that you want us to try to have on. Um, be reasonable. Be reasonable. Uh, well, how do they get a hold of us? This is something. Wow, we didn't think that. Through. I did. I did think about it, but okay. I haven't come up with an answer yet. <laughs> oh, I can say this. Um, at minimum, the the podcast is hosted on a website called thehumbleapproach.com. Right. At minimum, you can go onto thehumbleapproach.com and just go to the contact page. Right. That's true. So that would be relatively easy. Um, otherwise, if you actually know us, just just shoot us a text message or <laughs> Facebook message or something. Um, or just show up at Chad's house at... Oh. I gotta, oh. cut, that. I gotta oh. cut that out. <laughs> now I have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I just created work for myself. Uh, and you got make sure you cut out the whole invitation too, not just no, my no, address. No, no. <laughs> um, no, we'll keep that in there. Well, the... <laughs> there is no invitation. People will show up at my house and see the big pile of snow in front of the front door. So Yeah, it's true. Drive around all of Canada until you find a house with snow in front of the door. That's the best we'll give you. <laughs> Unless you know us, in which case you probably know where Chad lives. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so why do we want people to contact us? Uh, Again, <laughs> I guess. Just... <laughs> feedback we want to know if you have any questions if there's things yeah. you want us to talk about if you want to sponsor us if you want to sponsor us <laughs> um, preferably if you are a fortune 500 company yes we would like a sponsor sponsorship deal and you know what we don't need much money no a dollar a listener <laughs> <laughs> how many listeners do we have Adam Actually, don't answer that. Yeah, don't answer that. Um, we'd have enough to buy a microphone. Ooh, impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. Are we working on any sponsors? Have you had any thoughts for? Either? Well, your first up to? your the the first suggestion you had. I'm kind of all for it, just because I'm hungry right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, supplies well, with food. Maybe next week there'll be a sponsor. I'm, it's not going to be next week, but maybe in the coming weeks there'll be a sponsor. Okay. And it would be a great day. It It'll will be. an be. amazing day. Yes. So, yeah. Um, we did have a few ideas of who we can have on for guests, but I kind of want to see what the feel is from everyone. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're listening, thehumbleapproach.com. One word. Type it in. Like your all your URLs. URLs. Yeah. One word. It's true. Um, this is true. Uh, and then just contact us. Do whatever you want to do. You can tell us to listen to this 
audiobook and get our feedback. You can tell us to watch this video. You can tell us to comment on the latest news of Donald Trump, which no. we won't do. Because quite frankly, I'm in the room right now, and we don't need to... It's fantastic. I mean, I'm just right here right now. That could... We should do a whole podcast with you pretending to be Trump. That'd be a terrible idea. Well, who are you going to pretend to be? I don't do voices, so I don't know. It would have to be someone made up. I'd just change my voice slightly and... Make sure it's a female character. Because we all know how good you are at female character voices. If can't have a female alone with Donald Trump. <laughs> do we have to cut that now, too? <laughs> uh, yeah, you just made it weird, Chad. No, okay. no, we won't cut it. I'm only cutting one thing. It's at 17 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I remembered, so I don't have to listen to the whole podcast again. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, what else? What other ideas were there? Guess. I guess, like, guess would be, like... You would have to be more to people who know us, who who could comment on that, like if they want to see your wife, or I guess a local pastor or something like that, or because that, like I guess that's where we have to start. We haven't had a guest on the show. No, no, we haven't even had Maddie B. Well, isn't he in Halifax now? I yeah, haven't, no. I haven't seen Maddie yeah. B in a while. So. Yeah, he's in Halifax, um, but. I mean, sometimes he's down. We still, but the point is, we still have. We should ask Maddie B's girlfriend to be on the show without telling him. Yeah. Do you know who she is? No, I only see her on Facebook. But well, yeah, yeah but that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that. You, When's you, Matt's birthday? We should like a surprise podcast. Calls girlfriend up. I'm gonna guess in February, but that could be completely wrong. It's probably wrong. Uh, Speaking of birthdays, Chad had a birthday this week. I did. It was yesterday. Yesterday, and so today is actually Tuesday, January eighth. So Chad's birthday is January 7th. So now the world knows. We're handing out too much information. No. We didn't give you the year. Sure. We didn't give Um, them the year, so we're good. I'm just looking up Matt to see when his birthday is. Hope he doesn't still listen to the podcast, because then we're just giving away our secrets. What do you... Oh. Well, we'll have to do... We'll have to do the next podcast before next week. So really quickly. Um, Before Thursday <laughs> in two days. Oh, his birthday's in June. June. Oh, really? What's the date? June 26th. Right. It's the same as Collins. Is it really? Yeah. I knew that. I forgot. So, I'll have to add that to my calendar. That's cool. Maddie B's birthday. All right. So, um, yeah. So, guess um, I actually am uh, involved in reasons to believe in the United States and so we could even have on uh, a scientist a Christian scientist to talk about apologetics to talk about uh, reasons for belief in God we can talk to any number of different people and we'll reach out and try it I'll probably know right away if it's possible because <laughs> just in my experience with documentary filmmaking I know who's in generally generally can be contacted and not. Oh, okay. So, for instance, um, like Adam about to name drop. No, <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. No, uh, no, like Larry Taunton. Do you know who that is? No. Fixed Point Foundation. He's a, an apologist. Interviewed him. Uh, he's got he's got an interesting ministry. Um, if you ever want to check him out, but. Um, 
Yeah, no, someone like him, I'm sure he'd be willing to go on the podcast. I've already interviewed him. Hmm. Um, that was weird. So documentary filmmaking is an interesting thing because on one hand, some people I was able to like obviously go to and interview. And so for a couple of interviews, we went to Toronto and yeah. got some interviews that way. But then others, I would actually just send them questions and they would, with their own better than our recording <laughs> equipment, actually film the interview. And so there's spots in the movie where like you could probably notice the visual qualities that much better because they have a proper studio set up. Right. Whereas we're like on the fly. Although there's a couple of interviews that the director of photography, Kyle, he did like a really good job and, and Ben too, just like nailing the frames and stuff. But um, anyway, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I, I always, I didn't expect people would do that, <laughs> but there was even, there was two Christians busy people <laughs> like yeah fully booked i'm surprised they made the time for it It was great um and then there was um i didn't even use one of those interviews felt bad <laughs> about that but uh and then it was uh, there was an atheist um professor in toronto who had uh, a friend who um does a lot of media work so he recorded the podcast uh recorded the podcast <laughs> recorded the interview um if you want us to bring on an atheist if you want us to bring on a buddhist if you want us to bring on a pagan if you want us to bring on a, a Jew, if you want us to bring on a Hindu, if you want us to bring on a Muslim, I know like three of those. <laughs> Not I was going <laughs> to say, I don't, I don't know, know a lot of people that fall under all those categories, but we might be able to find them. Yeah, maybe. I know a high priestess. Do you? Pagan. Yep. Um, and she would totally come on. So. Interesting. Yep. What would we talk about? With um, I don't even know much about paganism. Learn about it. Yeah. The only thing is, so here, here's here's my moral dilemma. Maybe we'll end on this. This is the moral okay. dilemma in my mind. Okay. So, on one hand, I definitely believe that all Christians should know more about world religions. Other ones. Um, Paul in the Bible did that before he'd go and uh, try to reach a town and share the truth he would actually go and study what they believed. So he would know it. Right. He wouldn't start... He'd basically ask questions, get them to talk yeah. for an hour or two or whatever. And then he would come back and rebut their comments. Because if you know the truth, um, Jesus is the truth. Uh, if you know the truth, then you can be confident that what you're hearing will have flaws to the worldview or be contradictory in some way to nature or to whatever. And so... Um, Paul had a level of confidence. So on one hand, I think we should be learning. Um, on the other hand, we're at a time period where people are pulling bits and pieces from other world religions and kind of like things they like and morphing them into yeah. one. And so I'm sure you've seen maybe on social media or something, a Christian who like puts a quote by Gandhi or something. Um, mm -hmm. which you know Gandhi was a, a decent person who like by all societal standards um, was a was a, a philosophical genius some would say and, and whatever and he his pacifist stances were great that sort of thing um, but it's it's just that what that can mean like if you on one hand to be upset with a Christian who quotes Gandhi would be kind of ridiculous mm-hmm but for someone who looks to Gandhi for spiritual insight, right, is another issue. 
so like that that's a moral dilemma in my mind so to know another world religion is fine but i have over the years come to uh, a stance where i will listen i will be open-minded but i'm still always critical in my own mind um and that's just that's just a safety mechanism um to make sure you know i'm not being influenced outside of Christ, mm-hmm. basically. Right. So, and I mean, people should be uh, open-minded, of course, but people should also be a bit closed-minded, because if you, but in that you should be confident in what you believe. So, if if you if you are a, a Muslim and you are confident in what you believe, you should be able to go out and talk to people and, you know, be willing to be challenged. Same as Christians. I would never expect. The thing that Christians often get wrong is they expect another world religion or worldview, a person of a different worldview, to listen to them, whereas we wouldn't necessarily yeah. listen to them. Right. Like, to listen to us, we wouldn't necessarily listen to them. Uh, and so that was what the whole movie is about, basically. Yeah. Like, how, how could I possibly expect someone to listen to me if I'm not first willing to listen to them? And so, and genuinely listen. Not just be yeah. like, okay, yeah, talk, 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 and then... Mm-hmm. Hit, my, hit them with my rebuttals <laughs> like yeah. that's um that's not uh that's just not gonna be fair um and so i think it's uh that's that's moral dilemma for sure but you know so if we have someone of a different world view on the podcast then you know i think it's fair to listen but again how far do you take that do you listen and not rebut mm-hmm. do you listen and not like comment do you listen and the next podcast maybe like break down what they've said and maybe why that could be wrong? Do you challenge them at the moment in the moment? How do you go about that? So that's why it like it adds a whole level of challenge to to something like this. So because I mean we obviously we're two Christians, pretty strong in our faith, and that's mostly what we yeah kind of talk about in terms of like philosophy or moral reasoning whatever uh on this podcast it's all from a christian perspective so maybe there's no room for a different view but i'm kind of open to other views like in this in the sense of like hearing them so i can learn more yeah yeah but so what do you think about that do you if if you're working with someone of a different worldview it's quite obvious they are maybe it's a vocal atheist who's like constantly whatever do you hear them out would you um, challenge them. Well, it's funny you bring up atheism because I just find the argument you get with atheism isn't to do with their, well, the argument with atheism is they have to prove everyone else wrong. Yeah. So, so it's, I, that's one that I will say I tune out a lot just because it's like, well, I've, heard everyone's arguments before <laughs> it's yeah. like it's yeah <clears throat> i once heard uh ravi zacharias say well he said it many times um he speaks a lot at universities around the world and he will have a question period at the end and he says you could he before he even goes up on stage he could write down 20 questions and he almost guarantees that every question asked will be within those 20 questions 
Okay. There's nothing new under the sun. It's all people yeah. are just. But that doesn't mean it's not genuine concerns. So maybe yeah. someone's never heard a proper answer to a challenge. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it's so important to be, you know, respectful and courteous and that sort of thing with your responses. And that's one thing he stresses in the tactics book, mm-hmm. um, which I would strongly recommend. If you're even nervous about talking to non-Christians or even other Christians or you're just nervous about talking to people because you're scared you can make a fool of yourself – um, not that I think that's a terrible thing. I think we should make a fool of ourselves from time to time. But uh, this book really, really like uh, just outlines a, a really good plan to uh, attack a conversation with. Um, mm. And he's always got to keep it cordial, keep it respectful. Yeah. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that last bit, but... I don't know. I... You... We were talking about having the people on with other. Right. I guess that's something we can leave up to. Yeah, if there's if there's request for it, maybe we'll go for it. Okay. Um. Anyway, I think that's we'll we'll end this one at a, a good time because last week was a little long. It was. So. Um. What do you think about uh, starting up some challenges again? I kind of like that aspect. I kind of liked it too. But I had difficulty coming up with challenges. Okay. Um, here's our challenge for the week. We've got to come up with a challenge for next week. Okay. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I was going to talk about a new John Chris video, who's a Christian comedian. Although he's just yeah. he's just a comedian, but he's a Christian man. Uh, but maybe we'll save it for next week. Okay. So here's here's your homework. Listeners, here's your homework. Watch the video, Virtual Reality Church. Just Google that or put it in YouTube. It'll come up. Virtual Reality Church. It's John Christ. It's like a minute and a half, and it's really, it, it's really funny. And it, uh, and we'll, we'll, I'll make Chad watch it, and then next week maybe we'll comment on it. Well, I was thinking either way. We, just we were going to watch it to for this podcast, but I was thinking it'd be better. You've seen it, and I haven't, and then we were going to comment on it. So. We watch it without me seeing it. So then we have. Does that change the perspective at all? Or we can that do just that. Put me on the spot. More? We'll have to. We'll have to do that next week because we don't have the proper setup right now. <laughs> just because, oh, like the sound. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're running on different equipment like every week, so yes. we're trying to like <laughs> nail down the proper equipment setup. So. Okay, then I guess I will watch it, and we'll just talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, anything else? I think that's everything. So, um, I'm going to say have a good week. I'm going to say... You need a catchphrase. Catchphrase? That's what we need. You need yes. to end with a catchphrase. Okay. Well... Oh, you dummies! And then hang it up. Like, no, I that's don't... That's kind of like your normal catchphrase. <laughs> Maybe, but I'll come up with something else. <laughs> Alright, that's his other challenge. Um... Hey, you know what we should do? Instead of challenges for ourselves, it should be challenges for the other person. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with like that idea because <laughs> you'll just I, I'll, make, I'll make ridiculous challenges. For yeah, you and then make fun of you when you don't. And I still can't come up with challenges. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, I'll make up two: one easy for myself, and one difficult for you. Yeah, uh, <coughs> we should. I our sign off should be: we should thank some something, someone. Be thank. Or, I don't know. I want to thank, okay. this week, Terry Cruz. 
for? Uh, just being an awesome, awesome okay. actor. I'm going to thank your son, Cohen, for not screaming in my face anymore. 